Everybody, welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Today we got your weekend preview with some mailbag stuff. Uh, if you guys want to find us, we're on Twitter at FHF Hockey. We're in the Fantasy Hockey Discord. Let's get the bad vibes out of the way. Let's get these bad vibes out of the way, and we'll start with uh, with one of our flyers with Tony D's suspension. Uh, <laughs> he has a two game suspension. For spearing Corey Perry in the dick. In the dick. Like, it did it, 100%. That's where, that's where it was. And, like, the whole thing was, it, like, it looked very intentional. Like, he got slashed, and I get it, and then he circles around, aims up, and just pokes him right in the dick. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. What are you doing? Easily my favorite suspension of all times. Due to the players involved on both sides. Like, oh my god! So yeah, so he's suspended for two games. That's Tony D'Angelo for you. Um, next up, I got uh, we got Pierre Luc Dubois here. Uh, he was a game time decision for tonight's game, and he did not play. Um, he will not be traveling with the team either tomorrow. So um, he is going to be more of a day to day kind of thing. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov left tonight's game. With an apparent leg injury, he's gonna, you know, we're gonna get more clarity on that when Minnesota has their day off tomorrow um, and make sure that everything's all right. But they've been playing very well tonight, or very well in general, not just tonight, but they've been playing very well in general. Yeah, Flurry's um, Flurry's got four wins in a row. I think they're, yeah, I mean they're nine, what nine zero and three in their last eleven games, or I mean that doesn't even equal eleven. That's how good so it is. That's not right. Maybe it's nine zero and two. I I don't know. They're doing good. They are. They really are. They really are. And and both goalies are playing well right now. You know, Flurry was on that little you know, um, winning hiatus. I guess we'll just call it. He took a hiatus from winning yes, for a did. little bit. Um, but he seems like he's back. I mean, and and that's what Mark Andre Flurry does. So uh, it's a good time to turn it on. Uh, especially because we're coming up into trying to make it into the playoffs here. Uh, next up, Vince Dunn left Tuesday's game um, where they won. They had a, they had a, you know, they beat the Ducks, but that's because they're a better team than the Ducks. Um, and Dunn did have a power play assist in that game, so that's just Vince Dunn. Keep on doing it. Uh, Cam Talbot is out for three weeks. This one hurts for all us. All us Ottawa fans, uh, looks like Mad Sogard uh, looks to get a lot of these starts, and he ate a big old roast beef sandwich against the Blackhawks yesterday, like a big one. Uh, he had like a, a 762 or some shit like that, like something awful. Uh, but yeah, so Cam Talbot is going to be out for three weeks, so this one really hurts. Um, oh, I forgot to say, uh, it was an oblique strain. Um that uh that happened with it so um 
honestly, guys, this one this one definitely hurts. You know what I mean? They're they're a team that we didn't I didn't think they were going to be buyers, but they ended up deciding we're buyers. Senators are playing really well lately too. They I think in their last you know eleven seems to be the thing right now. But yeah, in their last eleven games, they're like. Hold on, let me do the math real quick. It's uh, eight. No, it can't be eight, three, and one. They're doing good lately. It's all, this is a this is also a math podcast. Yes, <laughs> it is not a math podcast. It's fantasy yeah. hockey with a minor in math. Yeah, <laughs> and and but you're right though. They're you know they're scoring a ton of goals. They've scored you know other than getting shut out last night behind Sogard. Uh, what they had five games previously with at least five goals, where they scored five or six goals in five straight games. That's pretty dope. Um, but now with Sogard in there, what what do you think's gonna happen? Like, is he someone you're trying to pick up after that showing last night? Like, in all honesty, is that someone you're trying to pick up after what you saw last night? Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's not inspiring confidence, but it's you know, it's not no. Um. It's twelve four and one in their last seventeen, so they're doing they're doing pretty good. Twelve four and one in their last eleven games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're 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 scoring a lot and they're not giving up a lot, which is great. Um, so they're they're I mean they're who you want to go for, but there's just nobody to pick up from this team that's super impactful. What, what was? What was he last night? Holy shit, he did have a 762. There you go. Wow. Wow. Woo, That's go. roast beefy. Roast beef. Roast beef in it. Yeah. He is. Woo. He picked up that double shift yesterday. Ugh. Next up, we'll we'll fly through these next ones. Um, John Tavares is out with an illness. Um, sticking in uh sticking in Toronto. Ryan O'Reilly out four weeks. Now, because of that hand uh, hand injury, he got surgery on it, but it's a four-week time span. Um, so that's, you know, that's incredibly painful for our hockey playoffs. He will be back in time, you know, obviously for, for himself to play in the real playoffs. But man, that one hurts right there, out four weeks. Uh, Victor Hedman, day-to-day. Um, and then we have a pair of goalies that are back. Um Antiranta is back, and Elvis Merzlikens is back. Uh, Pyotr Kochetkov was recalled from uh, um, from the AHL. So, and that's a guy that that you all know I have liked in the past. I'm all about Pyotr Kochetkov, so I'm fine with that. Um, he had a goalie goal last week, and his celebration was something fun. I don't know if he's going to play. Uh, Ranta being held out was uh, precautionary, I think is what they called it. So I, I wonder if. You know, if we don't see Kachekov here. Well, Ron, I mean, Ronta played last night. He let in two goals on on 10 shots and he started. He got pulled. They ended up winning anyway. So he got like a no decision. So it's not like he got the loss on it, but he didn't look great in his return either. And honestly, I, I, I don't believe Mersey did. I, I know they didn't win. Um, I forget how how he did. But I don't think either one of them did great on their on their first game back. That's believable. Yeah, it's believable. Well, right, Ron says on a on, on a winning team, I don't expect Mersey to win. You know what I mean? Right, right. They, yeah, that's what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. 
let's get into the uh the mailbag here where Boonda Clappa, with the addition of Evan Bouchard, I'm now currently rocking six D-man on my team. The others are Fox, Burns, McAvoy, Riley, and Miro. Uh, currently wondering if he is worth then. a hold through the first week of the playoffs. The following week, week 23 in Yahoo, there's a potentially juicy matchups against the Yokes, the Yotes, and Sharks, which are wanting me to hold, but I wanted to hear other opinions on whether to hold or not. Context, points league. 17 player roster so if you're gonna have six defensemen on a 17 player that's roster that's hefty right um but bouchard at this point he's too enticing to to let go of um what are you guys thinking here well his other defensemen are real like he is a I really know. good defensive core yeah you you obviously either went on a trading spree to get those defensemen or you straight drafted like i'm gonna have a good day that my There's defense no drops. never looks like that. There's no drops there except for Evan no. Bouchard, and that's saying something, right? So, like, he's pretty set up, pretty well off here. Um, if you're, yeah, if you're gonna drop somebody, it's gonna have to be Bouchard. But I, I get where you're coming from, Bouchard. I mean, I think TJ got to Bouchard in record time there. That was uh, that was nice. So you just eyeball him. Um, He's on the uh, he's on the Ryan O'Reilly program though, right? Like he got the big promotion, he had three assists, and then and then nothing. So we'll see. Uh, I, I like Bouchard. the minutes. The minutes are up too, way up. And he's shooting too, three times a game in the last three games. Three shots on goal a game for the last three games. Yep. If we're doing uh, six defensemen through the first week, like you're you're either benching active defensemen or you know, you're wasting a roster spot at the same time. If you have an active defenseman on your bench, like you're wasting a roster spot that could be a skater that you might need uh, a forward for. So, you know, are you, what do they call it? Sh- sh- uh, cutting off your nose to spite your face. There's like a weird saying about, is that yeah, the saying? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've been up for like, I've been up for 20 hours. So please forgive my math and my idioms here, but, I don't know. Like, I hate the idea of dropping Bouchard as he stands right now. Somebody's going like, to take him. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's going, you, you ain't, oh getting, God, you ain't yeah. picking him back up for that next week. And imagine imagine you drop him, and then your opponent is the one that picks him up for week one. Or even week two. Hell, like, you know, that kind of sucks. Um, I know, but are you going to drop, like, Adam Fox or Burns? No, or like, no, 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 no. No, I think the idea would be you're not dropping anybody. You're just rolling with it. And I think there's going to, like, some people out there might be like, oh, well, McAvoy might be the drop because Dmitry Orlov has the top power play in Boston right now. But I wanted to get you guys' take on this one. Like, a uh, human person brought up uh, a good point in the Discord today, and Humper said that, you know, Boston's got time. They got games to kill, right? So they can they can take somebody like Dmitry Orlov, who has an incredibly hot hand right now, and just give him the top power play. And almost like, you know, you're resting McAvoy in a way uh, – and that's something you know that works, but you know, rest of season. What do you guys think? Is Orlov somebody that you can see holding that power play hot hand? Yes, if the hot hand keeps going, it kind of answers itself. But Roger doesn't sound like you're convinced. Well, I mean, I, I have Orlov right now um, myself, but I'm just waiting because I mean, the guy's a 25 point player, 
and then all of a sudden he's like getting three points a game. I mean, Boston's obviously incredible this yeah, he year. He has nine points, nine points since getting to Boston, nine points in five games. He's a 25-point player in Washington on the second pair with barely any power play time, and now he's playing with Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand, Jake DeBrusque, hell, even, you know, he's got a better cast of characters. He was playing on the, the Stanley Cup champion capitals that's, you know, and still getting 20 points. So I, I don't know. I, I think, like, hold him, but he's, to me, like, playoff yeah. time is just so risky. I don't think there's a leash there. So, like, it's like... No, the leash is gone for pretty much everybody going into the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, you got to hold them. I, 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 oof, it's tough to bank but only, on Okay, that. so out of those nine points, though, Raj, only two of those points are power play points. One goal and one assist is on the power play. Everything else is from even strength. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't give you, you know, any more confidence in that than... Yeah. No. Okay. No, I mean, I, like, it's got to mean something. TJ, does that not mean anything? I, I feel like it does. I Like, I could see Boston rolling with Orlov. You know, I could agree with Raj here, too, that, like, Orlov, if anybody's going to go on a cold streak, it's probably Orlov. You know, he's he's got the adrenaline of a new team, uh, new players. And, and most of the time, when you, when, when you go to a new team, like, you, your only instinct is, is to create offense because that's what you know a coach is going to want. That's that that fits into every single system. There's 32 systems where offense is like smiled at or I was thinking frowned upon, but like the opposite of frowned upon. Like everybody likes offense. Everybody likes goals. Everybody likes points. So if he's doing that, they're going to give it to him. But that adrenaline wears off and he goes cold for 3 or 4 games, like they could probably I could I could see them swapping him back out. They've got guys for it. They've got Hampus Lindholm. They've got exactly. I, right? It sounded like you were just about to say the same thing. They've got Lindholm. They've got McAvoy. They've got Orlov now. Yeah. They they've used Grizzlick before. There's options, and uh, you know they've been shopping, and I think they'll continue to shop. Look at Lindholm last year, right? Lindholm did this last year, did he not? Like <laughs> he was a 25 point guy, and, and then you know he, he had the power play, and he was fucking awesome. And now he's what is he this year? 35 point guy. So and now he's off. <laughs> off now he's off the yeah. power play, right? Like same team, same sure. guy. He's off yeah. the power play. Uh, so it's my only my only thing is if it's the playoffs, like if you have if you got big balls, I think Orlov is a great pick, but he is like he's only a couple bad periods away from being third in line on the power play. So it, it's a risky one for sure. That's my only thing. And I, I don't think my balls are, are big enough. He's on the can't drop list right now. Uh, but getting back to Boonda Klappa's, um question here, I think what I would do and what I would suggest is you roll with these six defensemen. If you find yourself hard up against anything where a defenseman is getting uncomfortable for your team or, you know, you, you find yourself needing uh, an extra forward because if, if you're in a good spot, like your forward core is good enough. If this is a points league where, you know, you find yourself at the end of week one with a substantial lead to the point where you're comfortable and it doesn't matter if you have too many defensemen, then just roll into week two. And then as soon as you're in week two, you get those juicy matchups, then you can reevaluate that same decision. And, you know, if there's a juicy forward out there, because people are going to be dropping good forwards. So, to have Evan Bouchard in your back pocket as like the 
okay, this is a convenient drop for my roster. Yes, it hurts in terms of name value and I'm losing out on this power play, but looking at your your decor, Fox, Burns, McAvoy, uh, Morgan Riley, Miro Heiskin, and Evan Bouchard, that's stellar top to bottom, but Bouchard is at the bottom. Um, so yeah, I, I think if if there's a perfect pickup and Bouchard is just getting uncomfortable and kind of crowded on your team, that's when I would make that decision. But I'm holding him up until that decision needs to get made. I'm not doing it in preparation for anything. And we've we've talked before about like um I think we called it like defensive streaming or something like that, where like you're kind of hold he like don't get me wrong, I mean Bouchard's great and he's in a great position, but I'd be looking at him to hold more so so someone else doesn't get him. But uh I'd I'd want to see the other 11 forwards cuz you got to think that that's just a, that's a lot of defense. Let's put it this way. Three games ago, Evan Bouchard almost had nine minutes of power play time. Jesus Christ. On Edmonton. Yeah. With Connor McDavid, that's... who just hit, I don't know, 60, how many goals? 60, 70. A lot of goals. Uh, and he's almost a power play point per game, Connor McDavid. So, I don't know. You got to hold Bouchard until you can't. Is my That's my take. Where do you land, Zach? I think if you can afford to hold on to him, then I don't see why not. Like you, you know what I'm going to say about Bouchard, but yes, it, you know, out of those players, he would be the first one that I would be dropping. Um, that's just what I would, I would think that with Matt, I know we went through the whole McAvoy and, and Orlov thing, but I think McAvoy is still too much of, um, you know, he's still a priority to me. Yeah. Yep. And and I and 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 as much as I, I want to say, oh yeah, Dimitri Orlov is going to keep doing. It, I, I love seeing it happen, but I think that you can always default back to the mean, like you were saying, if you're Boston and plug McAvoy right back in there, and then you're shit out of luck if you dropped him for Bouchard. As much as I love me some Bouchard, um, yeah, I'm I'm not totally sold on holding him over one of these other players that you know um that Bundesliga said about the the other thing i would just throw in about uh, <clears throat> McAvoy versus Bouchard just just because is when McAvoy is not scoring he will even though it's a points league here he will get enough hits and blocks to get you a few points every game whereas Bouchard uh won't he used to hit to, he's too busy on the, he's too busy trying to score with McDavid which i think is like the upside of that is insane yeah Woodcroft's actually doing something right. All right, next question. You ever notice that Jay Woodcroft looks like he's wearing another person's face? So <laughs> okay, next question from Biz778. Playoffs start next week for me. I've been holding on to Nishushkin all season and picked up Lekkanen last week because of Colorado's playoff schedule. Someone dropped Comfer this week. Which two of the three would you rather have on your team? Or all three? The, the forwards that he'd be willing to drop include Brian Hart, Verhage, Marcheseau. Easy for me, Lekkanen and Nishushkin. Those are the two that I'm keeping. I'm not dropping any three of those guys, not for comfort. So for me, it's it's pretty solid. I I totally agree. I believe, just without it right in front of me, but I believe Colorado's got one of the best playoff schedules. I'm not sure of the other teams, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'd drop. I mean, comfort kind of drops down the ladder first, right? So Yep, I'd say so. Zach, you, you shook your head. He's still on a damn good line. 
I know that I know that he's he kind of cooled off a little bit here. Like what he did, what three games or something? He doesn't have a point. Of course, after we had a big old show about him, but I mean, it is what it is. I get it. Colorado's a good basket to have all your eggs in, but you still have all your eggs in one basket. So if Colorado, you know, for all as good as their schedule is, if they go on a, a cold streak as a team, you're out. That's what I was just going to say. They they have a they have a pretty good schedule next week. Um, they at least start the week off with a. Uh, with two off nights, which has got to be, you know, got to be worth something. You know what I mean? They're looking at a, at a Monday, Wednesday. So at the very least, you could always drop him right away. But if you're dropping Confer, you're not picking up Reinhardt for Hagee or Matrasso again. Like you're trading Confer for another streamer. So it's a downgrade all the way. And that's what the playoffs are, though. That's what the playoffs are. You're not going to win in the playoffs without, without, uh, um without without these streamers you have to be you have to be moving players in i was and just out. about to get there so if you are finding yourself at a point where because if those are the forwards that you're willing to drop it it sounds to me like you don't have any other options and to zach's point you have to have a streamer spot going into your playoffs mm-hmm. so maybe on that argument i'd be i'd be cool with just going for comfort but i i don't think i'm going to lock him up on my roster um, I, I'm not I would, saying you lock him up. I'm saying right. the week. I'm talking to Biz I'm right now. I'm not talking to are, you on that one. I was like, I, I'm, I'm saying to Biz, like I'm not picking up Confer for a long term hold. I'm picking up Confer as a streamer spot, and I'm riding Confer for that week one. And yeah, Colorado's got a good schedule going all the way, but like I can't hold Confer when I'm losing out on starts that I could be getting from other players by cycling him out. Okay, so we're talking about next week. So the Panthers have two games next week, and they are on Thursday and Saturday. Two heavy-ass days next week. So are you going to trade, uh, you know what I mean? The Avs play on those days as well. You're not, if you drop Verhage, you're not losing games at all. What I would do there is I would would drop Verhage, I don't even know between Verhage and Reinhardt at this point, but like I would add Comfer and add those two games. You have to treat the playoffs like the fluid thing that they are. And if you're not willing to drop damn near every single one of your players other than your keepers, then you ain't doing the playoffs right. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to win by any means possible. And I, I know you want to like still have a good team, but like in the playoffs, you have to have two if not three players that you are just willing to drop at any given time because if you lose it don't fucking matter i want these first i want these first two games of the week and then i'll drop him for whoever i damn please i'll drop him for first yep i tried to say that three minutes ago when when you're submitting questions it's great if you can drop in uh the full lineup even though it seems like overkill um yeah, just screenshot it's, it. it's hard it's it's hard to say because I agree with what Zach's saying. Like you go, you got to win this week if you want to play next week, but then you also have to win next week. So if it's if you're all full and it you know you can afford to hang on to these Florida guys. But having said that, I mean Jesus, look at Florida. Like um, Reinhardt has zeros for six games and he's playing like twenty to twenty three and a half minutes a night. 
it's this I've been saying the same thing about Florida and Huberto for the whole season. It's just a slow start and it's slow start all the way to game 65 now. What do you think? I mean, it's a little off topic, but what do you think? Do you have any hope for like Reinhardt, Verhage and those guys? Because right now it's as cold as can possibly be. That's, that's a tough division. Like I'm looking at the wild card race. It's the New York Islanders, Pittsburgh. As of today, Florida does not have a playoff spot. It's Pittsburgh. It's the Islanders. They're ahead. So, you know, we love those teams that are pushing and what, uh, two points two points ahead of Ottawa who's on a heater right now and yeah Florida's 6-4-0 in their last 10 and Ottawa's 6-3-1 so it's it's a pretty tight race there but you know they're they're pushing I, I think Reinhardt might be my drop but I, I like it's a right wing we're dropping going into playoffs for comfort you know a center that's a tough call I, I think the the eventual answer is you know, you got to drop one of those Florida guys, Reinhardt being colder right now, uh, go for Comfer and don't get attached because that needs to be somebody that you're cycling in just to stack games wherever you can. He got to go. Yeah. So get those two off nights from Comfer. Kills primer 18. I want your opinion when drafting, uh, when drafting, what order of importance would you rank each position for me personally? Uh, I think it's centers, then defense goalie, then wingers curious to hear your take. Mine's almost the complete opposite of this. Wingers, defense. Actually, you know, I like to mix in centers there too. I disagree with anyone who gives an answer to this question. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a really tough one. I think you could argue most things. Centers is so deep though. It's centers is not your number one. There, there, you can get, you can get such good, um, you know, center play out of a, you know, a, an eighth rounder the same as you almost can a fifth rounder right wingers go so fast and they're so few and far between like with the with the draft stuff that i was looking at last year the one thing that was really common obviously is is fading goalies a bit uh between round five and seven is when most winning teams were starting to pick goalies. It wasn't round 10, it was, but it was later. And same as D. Uh, most winning teams only had, definitely only had one D within the top five. Um, most people didn't stack D early. Um, and there, another thing is the th- there is a bit of a change in right wings lately. They're not, what I found with right wings is there's tiers what there's some good ones no way there's actually there's actually quite a lot of good ones that uh but there's two there's like a few elite right wings and then there's a lot of good right wings later yeah it's that middle no yeah you're right it's that middle it's actually it's very even in the top 150 players between right wing left wing and centers it's almost even so there isn't a plethora it comes down so much to and this is what nobody wants to hear, but it comes down to that round in your draft. And the position. That's that's what I was going to get at. Like, if I'm in the top five, I'll go for center just because that's mostly what our BPA is. 100%. Like, you're looking at McDavid, Dreisaitl. You know, anybody going into the season had Austin Matthews in their top three. Anybody in going into the season had McKinnon in their top five. So that's four of the top five that were centers. So yeah, like it, you know, on paper you could say, okay, wingers is more of a, a scarce position, so that you want to go for that. But then, you know, centers and BPA and best player available, like you know, if you're in the top five, 
you're not thinking about position whatsoever. So uh, BPA, best player available, is just has to kind of umbrella all of your decisions. And I, I'm starting to catch on, I think, with the not stacking defense. Like, I always like to have a really good decor, but forwards, they just do so much more damage offensively, especially if we're in a, you know, if we're in a points league, then, you know, think a little bit more about forwards than defense. Like, look at what happened with Josh Morrissey and, and Eric Carlson and things like that. But you have to get really lucky. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I was, I was kind of joking around with the, uh... Uh, zero G Nate on um, on Twitter today. I was like, so are you ready for zero D? Because somebody had posted like the top defenseman right now. Like all the ca- candidates for the Norris were not in anybody's. Well, Darlene's up there. He was on some people's lists, but just the smart ones. I got the sleepy ha-has. Mostly all of the top D are lucky this year. Yeah. Look at Makar. Oh, he's just fucking MVP. Take him fifth overall. Well, the same thing <laughs> happened as every year. <laughs> mop, mop. But at any rate, my general theory on drafting positions is first five rounds, I'm always looking forward first unless unless somebody jumps out at me. And I'm always willing to push D and goalies later. Pushing D. All right. Pushing D. And yes, I was fucking wrong about Darlene, okay? I was wrong about Darlene by only okay. about 45 it's points. Right. I'll, I'll let you live it down in like four or five years, okay? Okay. okay. I was only off by about 40 points. <laughs> That's a heavy <laughs> Like a whole points. season. And if anybody listened to me about Josh Morrissey, we're going to have to go back and get the clips of it from preseason. But if anybody listened, yeah. you know, I hope you did. You're welcome. Everybody missed on Eric Carlson, though. It happened. It did. Do we also get to have a Keandre Miller talk at the, at that same time? Well, I don't know if he's in Norrissey. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he's for the Norris. I'm saying exactly what I said was going to happen happened. He's fairly serviceable. Get your fill up as asking, have you guys ever used Fab instead of rolling priority for players on waivers? I have used fabbed. I like instant ads, same day ads. Give them to me because players get hurt late and I need somebody for tonight. And that's my mentality. Fab is not strategy. It's luck because you don't know what other people are bidding. So you can't strategically outbid people. I hate that. It's just like, it's random. It's not. Yep. I I hate it. I will say that a hundred percent. I do not want to play in a league. I've actually only used it in fantasy football. I like streaming goalies. You can't do that with this. That is also why I like same-day ads, because then you can say, oh, this guy was confirmed to be starting today. I like that matchup. They're playing the San Jose Sharks. Yes, pick you up, slot you into my lineup. That's what you want to do. You can't do that shit. I think Fab makes a lot of sense in um, uh, for hockey. I was going to say in like Roto Leagues, or leagues where you have uh, a total cap on the amount of moves you can make a year or even like, you know, a low amount per month. Like fab to me just seems mm-hmm. like long-term acquisitions kind of leagues where you have four, you have four pickups for the entire season. Oh well, yeah. Or, you know, 15 or whatever it may be. But uh, for fab and for next day ads, um, well, actually just specifically for fab, I like to, I like it for, Um, long-term ads and you know when you're bidding high on a player that you want for a while like i'm not gonna blow one dollar every single time i need somebody for tomorrow um 
you know, next ads or whatever. I know you could bid zero, but there's a chance somebody else is bidding one dollar. So uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan for like uh, active redrafts, like weekly setups. But um, yeah, I'm just so much bigger a fan of of instant ads, same day ads, just because you know you can be. I think it's just as fair. Like you know, yeah, you can you can outbid somebody per fab dollars, but it, there's also a certain amount of skill that takes like, okay, I'm, I'm plugged into Twitter. I'm plugged into the injuries and, and things like that. And I was the first person of the waiver wire. So yeah, that's, I, I like that. that. There's like a, a certain amount of skill. At least in any fab I've ever seen, which I have to say isn't a ton, but <clears throat> you're guessing on your bids. And to me, that's just like, that sucks. It would it would change everything hugely to me if you could see the bids and it was an actual auction, not just like, hopefully I get this guy, you know, because there's no strategy in that. If somebody, it should be like if somebody wants to outbid you. I don't know about you, no strategy. Well, you're guessing. And if you don't get that guy, then you're fucked. You don't get to pick anybody up. So I don't, that's what I don't like. Yeah. It'd be, it, to me, it'd be way better if it was, if you're going to go that route if you could see who you're bidding against and actually get into a bidding war and strategize how you want to spend your money as opposed to let's see what happens here. Yeah. You know, Cause you could, you could, you could bid I don't like $25 on somebody and, and the next highest was like eight and then you're just out like all that money. But that, that is part of like the little bit of strategy that's there. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a little random uh, for me. All right. That is it for the, the mailbag uh, weekend preview best schedules this is a shitty streaming week uh so the yeah anaheim and calgary those are your friday sunday streamers uh on the light nights three games in four days which two of them are going to be on busy nights uh, arizona boston carolina nashville new jersey the rangers ottawa pittsburgh st louis tampa and vegas so there's a lot but you also have to bite the bullet of two heavy nights thursday's got 11 games saturday has 15 15 so Saturday, pretty much, pretty it doesn't exist. You should have a full lineup, uh, in my yeah, opinion. You're not streaming anybody on that day. So I mean, it's it really it's Calgary and Anaheim that we're picking like picking and choosing from, right? Well, the only I mean, I, I do like Boston's schedule, just because you know they are playing the Oilers on Thursday, who you know, uh. They score a lot of goals, but they let in a lot of goals too. And then they got a, a home and home against Detroit. And Detroit isn't exactly, you know, well, Dylan Larkin is still playing out of his friggin' mind. Um, but I mean, Detroit, not not so great. So I mean, you are gonna get Boston for at least that, you know, Boston Detroit for at least that Sunday game. Um, but I, I like their schedule out of all of the three games and four days teams. I go for uh Give me Bertuzzi at that rate if if you got to go Boston. He's 36% rostered. He's dual winger eligibility. Uh, he's I shooting. like it. Yeah, he's got some priffs to go with it. So. I like it. Yeah. On the, and, I mean, they've still got uh, Zaka and Krejci are playing with Pasta right now. And they will always, always be under 30%. The disrespect on Krejci. It's crazy. He's going down in ownership. No, you know, it's crazy. But uh, they're both uh, available, and that back-to-back against Detroit is is going to be high in goals. I would say he's he's not a periphery guy, Krejci. He's not going to 
He's not bringing the riffs, but if you're in a points league, you just you got to always get in points. Still point per game, point per game over the last two weeks. He's just under a point per game for the year. He has 50 points in 57 games. Yep. Yeah, imagine that for a guy who retired last year, right? Well, he retired for Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah, that actually that was a that was a deal, right? Like uh, everybody wanted out. Bergeron was going to retire. Krejci took off. DeBrusque wanted out, and then they changed the coach, and just everybody came back, and all of a sudden they're the best team in fucking hundred years or something. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously sucks. we aren't you know going to be super in love with Anaheim. I can only imagine or um, Calgary. So I mean, obviously, who do you like from Calgary? I think it's going to be your your same old well, same old, right? We got a backland, right? It's yeah. got to be backland. It's always backland. He's got 12 points in his last 15 Backlund's games over the last month. Back. All right. Um, he's <laughs> still uh, the highest ranked player on Calgary at 42% rostered. He is center only, so that's kind of that's tough. But you got two off Don't nights, care. two off nights, and it's against yeah. Anaheim and then Ottawa on Sunday. But Sunday's pretty heavy. It's got eight games, so just right on that cusp of off day. Yeah, playing against Mad Sogard on a Sunday. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ottawa's actually got a back-to-back, so we don't know who Sogard's going to play. Oh, that's true. There's a lot of back-to-backs, so you're going to have goalie streamers out the ass. Who else do you guys like? Yeah. Okay, so who else do we like? Uh, Usually we go over Thursday, Friday, Sunday teams, but this week there are none. I might take a flyer on Jacob Peltier. Um He's got five points in his last eight games. He's shooting pretty good over twice a game. He's not up there with like Mikhail Backlund, who's shooting four times a game at 42% rostered, ladies and gentlemen. Four times a game. He's taking face-offs. He's hitting. He's blocking. He's getting penalty minutes. He's getting power play points. Michael Backlund, please. Well, yeah, Jacob Peltier, he'd be all right. He would be the lowest on my list of the of the... Of the Calgary guys. I'm not going to lie. You'd be the lowest on my list. All right. It depends what you're looking for. I might be more interested in Nick Ritchie. Like, you, I, I want... Uh, how, how do you say it? It's Jacob Pelletier? Pelletier. Pel- and that's a guess. I want I want him... You know, I, I always look at his stats. I'm like, okay, let's see how he's doing. Maybe we can talk about him. And all the time, it's like, oh, okay, nope. He's not doing so bad. Last two weeks, he's got five points in eight games, three power play points, 17 shots on goal. That's in eight games, so. I don't trust it. There's there's so many of other better available guys on that team. Peltier is on the top power play. And the top line. At this point, are you dropping Huberdeau yes. when... Okay, I didn't even finish, and that's I don't think I need to. <laughs> no, no, I'm over. He has it. nine points in the last fifteen games. Like yeah, he, this is a hundred point, consistently ninety to a hundred point guy, and he's just a pile of shit. If if he's gonna do it to us this late in the season, I don't know. Yeah, congrats for oh, holding so on bad, for sixty five games, uh, but at this point, it's playoffs. No, Fuberto can't do it. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, let's see, preseason rank ten overall. Current rank, 340. We got to find the clip where I said Panarin is a better pick than Huberto. I would rather have Panarin in the second round than Huberto in the first. Just got to throw that out there, too. 
It's gonna be like a like a throwback episode. We'll do a clips episode later at the end of the season. As long as I get to edit it. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> um well zach is there any defenseman on new york that uh you like yeah i think you should pick up adam fox no i i i would i would say uh uh obviously keandre miller but uh i mean he is on playing in in those you know three games in four days where you're where you're looking at um, Thursday and Saturday. So really, if I'm picking him up, I'm picking him up for a Sunday game. Um, and in all honesty, you know, there are a lot of players that are going to be available on Sunday on Sunday alone. Like you can you can go to the Wild who are playing Arizona on Sunday. Um, there there's going to be there's going to be a lot of the a lot of looks. Um, actually, I like that game a lot. Um. You can look at a Spurgeon on that team. That's actually probably the the game that I would go with. I, I would I would pick up a, a Spurgeon. You're probably not going to get a hold of a Klingberg. If you could, I would like Klingberg from there, um, just because that specific game. I don't give a shit about Thursday Saturday. I don't. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm I don't know that I'm really trying to pick up any of these guys from these teams on that are playing Thursday and and Saturday because you know your lineup's going to be filled either way so I really I, like in, in, in all honesty as, as much as I would love to say uh uh Keontre Miller I'm actually going to go with either Jared Spurgeon or John Klingberg John Klingberg if he's available he would be my number one defensive ad I really like that game as well they're both games they have the back-to-back against San Jose and Arizona so like Ryan Hartman, John Klingberg, <clears throat> that's, that's, I mean, San Jose and Arizona is what it is. So that's a really good back to back to pick up somebody for. And it's, it's just the Saturday, Sunday. So you could even try to get someone with a, a Thursday, Friday or a, a th- Thursday or a Friday and then sub them out for, for one of as much as I, guys, but as much as I like that one, you know, with this soft weekend, I wonder if they don't just let. You know, let's let's say Kaprizov's injury is not huge, right? They they might just sit him against those, which would open up the top left wing spot, but it would also bring down the value of somebody like a Ryan Hartman or John Klingberg as a streamer. So keep an eye on what happens there. You're, I don't know, Marcus Johansson might be the safer pick. Like if all of those things happen, so if Kaprizov's not playing and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just, yeah, just keep what's that Minnesota's mind. situation right now? They are in, but yeah. how comfortably are they in? Are they very, no, not quite, very. They're. I think they were they tied. Still have, they still have Jake out there. They still have Boldy. Ryan Hardman and, and Zuccarello on on the rest of that top line are still, um, you know, guys that can score the puck, and and I like Klingberg. I agree, though. Uh, you know, they might they might sit Kaprizov. Because it it is a a soft weekend, like you said, but I don't give a I don't I don't give a shit about your last weekend. I still like John Klingberg. Good enough. Yeah, I can dig it too. Shall we move into next week? Next week is easy, easy. There's a lot of shitty schedules next week. I'm not gonna lie, but there are a couple that really that really bust out. Toronto. Buffalo, Colorado, 
Well, obviously you have you have Buffalo with the perfect schedule next week. Washington. Um, Toronto is the only team that plays four games and has three off nights. Nope, Washington as well. Oh, do they? Did I miss yep. that? My bad. They got Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Fair enough. So you have Toronto and Washington then. Still, I like the Toronto players better than the Washington ones anyway. Um, and then you have uh, Colorado, like we were talking about earlier. Um, they have a great start to the week where they, they do play four games. Two are on heavy nights, but you have that Monday, Wednesday, um, off night, off night that you're looking at to start the week. So I like that a lot. Go get Rasmus Sandin. I don't care what your schedule is. Just do it. Yeah, he looks good. Who looks really good on Washington, huh? Yeah. And I think that was a smart pickup for them. Very smart. Big chip on his shoulder, I'm sure of it. Yeah, like he was just so buried. And I don't think it's going to last forever, but he's definitely, I could see it lasting like maybe the rest of the season. Yeah, things aren't looking. I mean, Carlson's skating, but he's still a ways away. Yeah, and I think Washington sort of, you know, they, all they care about at this point is Ovi's record. Yep, um, tail between their legs in terms of the playoffs, I think. They're going to be so fucked in like three years, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're going to just take it easy for the rest of the season, and that might make it so Carlson doesn't have to play too much. Sandine doesn't have to like, doesn't have to care as much, you know, like about making the playoffs and having that pressure, which he was always under at any any given time in Toronto, right? Like when he came in for, we were talking about this the other day, he did get power play sometimes, but it was always like just until Riley comes back and you're in Toronto and he's probably fucking freaked out and everything. So I think he's going to, I think he's a great pickup and maybe a hold for a bit. Send it. Yep. I'm cool with that. So that's that for the weekend preview and the mailbag. Yep, like I said, uh, we'll catch you later on in the week for the week preview. And then if you guys want to find us in the meantime, we are on Twitter at FHF Hockey and we're in the Fantasy Hockey Discord. You are welcome to join it. Uh, Until then, love you guys. Love yous. Love you.